0: Okay, so good evening, beloved. Today we're having an evening service, Sunday service. And uh, today I'm going to share on awareness, okay? It's going to change a lot of things for a lot of you. And we're going to do an exercise again at the end where we're going to pray in tongues in awareness. Sometimes you can pray in tongues. And then I just want to show you when you pray in tongues in just a consciousness or an awareness of your position, it's a little, you feel different or your tongues is a bit different, okay? Okay. <clears throat> for those who don't speak in tongues, they're going to pray at the end of the service and then uh, you're going to start speaking in tongues. Tongues is the heavenly language that is given to us and it says, the word says that when we pray in tongues, it's our spirit that is praying and you're praying the perfect prayer. So you're not praying in understanding of your human understanding, but you're praying in what God wants to pray about that situation. Okay, it's very powerful. So today I'm going to talk about awareness. <clears throat> okay. Each of you, who, when you got born again, it was an awareness that you got. Someone came and told you about Jesus. You could you could have been in Catholic religion. You could have been a Christian for all your life. But that doesn't mean that you're a son. And then someone came and told you that you're a son, be it a Hindu or you came from any other background. And then suddenly you you woke up or you got an awareness of the very same thing that you were reading. Like I remember when I came to the Lord first, I was reading the Bible, but I thought it's a storybook. And then, of course, one day when I saw something real, I saw a miraculous healing happening on TV. And then, when I opened it, suddenly it was like a, it, it was like a moment of awareness. And then I knew that these are no more words, but these are real, and this is alive. And suddenly, it was very different. And the same words that I was reading suddenly became alive and produced something in my life. So there was a shift that happened. So I was reading the word before, but it didn't do anything. And then suddenly I read the word and I I realized that what I read also I saw it manifest in my life. Okay. So I'm going to talk about awareness and that everything that we do as a son is, has to be in a state of awareness. It has to be alive. Okay. Now the Bible talks about the word awake. It shares a a lot about the word awake and that word awake actually means to be aware or it means to be conscious okay and the word sleep means to be unconscious okay so for example do you know when someone is in the hospital if they are in a coma okay now is that person alive that person is alive the heart is beating but what differentiates them and when you and me say that there's why are their whole, their is not functioning or they're not talking or anything? What do you say? They're not conscious. So you can be sleeping. You can be alive, but you may not be conscious. And that's what awareness is. Awareness is where everything is alive to you. So it's not just a scripture, but it's alive to you. And and in that, we're going to talk about meditation. Meditating on the world. Okay? Now let's just open, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to read it today from the so i've I've given you for those watching us online i have a little link below that opens up to a pdf file and go through those verses uh you know click on it it's going to open up and even as i'm reading those verses read them because there's something that happens when you're hearing and also your eyes are seeing. okay there are senses that are involved and i i feel like sometimes when all of your senses are involved you're seeing you're hearing you're sometimes even when you have the bible you're touching this uh, you know, you're getting engaged with the word. Okay. So follow me, I might read a lot of scriptures and then come back to a, something. So Mark 7, okay. Now this is Jesus talking to Pharisees. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread and defile, with eat bread with defile, that is with unwashed hands. Okay, they were eating bread with unwashed hands. Who was eating bread? Jesus' disciples were eating bread. They found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. When they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. Okay, yeah. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels and couches. Verse 5, then the Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written? Now see what Jesus said. This people honors me with their lips. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their heart is far from me. That means whatever they're doing, they're not doing it with understanding. They're not doing it with consciousness. Okay? They're not doing it with a true desire. Their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, like washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. He said to them, "All all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, "Honor your mother and your on your father and your mother." And he who curses mother or father, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, "Whatever profit you might have received from me is Qurban, that is a gift to God. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother. Okay, now see, see verse thirteen. Okay, why am I saying all of this? From today. If you do at the end of the word, what I'm telling you to do, you will see the same word bear fruit in your life because you're, you're seeing it and you'll, you'll do it in a different perception of it, in an awareness of it. Okay, Now see this, verse 13, making the word of God, that means these very words, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down. Making the word of God of of no effect through your tradition that you have handed down. That's why in Beloved, we are very conscious of not having traditions, even in born Again churches, if you see it, you know, like for example, we're just not doing communion, Communion you can do it, but it's about doing it with consciousness. You don't have to do it every Sunday. But if you do it, whatever you're doing, you're doing it with a consciousness. If you're praying Make sure it's just not some prayer time. Oh, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm not seeing any fruit. Yeah, you're not. Because take some time out before you pray to first just see who you're talking to and who you are and who is listening. That's why I say before in any situation, I always tell you first take two seconds out to go lock yourself in a room and just process over who the situation has come to. What am I constantly, by telling you to do this, what am I telling you to do? To come into awareness into consciousness that at every second, you're reminding yourself you're a son. And because you're in consciousness and awareness, you'll have those kind of testimonies where things shifted for you. It's through awareness and consciousness that all things shift, okay? Trust me, I'm, I'm gonna speak this, then we're gonna do an exercise, then I want you to apply this and you're gonna have testimonies, okay? So see this, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, Tradition means what? Something that from past generations have just kept coming and coming and coming. And after some point, you can do it in an unconscious state. For example, for many of you, you know it's a tradition that you get up in the morning, automatically you go to the bathroom, you'll take the toothpaste, you take it on the toothbrush, and you're doing it. You can do it with closed eyes, is because you're already programmed to do in a certain way. And that means you don't you're not alert and aligned to it, it's become a habit. And you can do it with closed eyes. And that's the part where we don't get into the word and our relationship with him, with Jesus is alive and conscious and aware. You're constantly aware of everything. That's why it's not just a repetitive prayer. Okay? You're not getting familiar with the word. What does it mean to get familiar? That means it it becomes very casual to you. That you take it for granted. Like you're very, oh, you've read this passage again. What could this passage give me? Okay, and everything about the kingdom is not a pattern and a cycle. Everything about Jesus, he's alive. He's not just saying hi to anybody and just saying just for the heck of it, hi. No, when he's saying hi, he's got all his attention to that person. Okay, everything about the kingdom is alive. That's why I even say when you're forwarding, don't forward something if it didn't if it, it don't forward a joke if you didn't laugh at it. Why do I say these things? Is because you catch it in the microcosm. So even about a joke, if I don't forward, if if I if it made me laugh, trust me, it's in the microcosm. Even in greater things, you'll end up seeing things shift. Okay? Now, see this. Let's go down to the next verse, okay? So I, I told you, Jesus says, you make the word of God of no effect. But in Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is living. In other words, it says it's alive and it's powerful. The word of God is living And powerful. That means it's alive. The word of God is awake. The word of God is awake. Alive. It's powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. How many of you, you know, when you got born again, suddenly the word was alive to you, right? But before that, you were reading the same word How come it was dead? But the word, the Bible says that the word of God is alive. Because you were reading it, your eyes won't open. You're reading it as tradition. And so it's just, it's going and it's not bearing any effect to you. It's not, it's not producing what it's supposed to do. Okay. Now let's look at Ephesians 4. Okay. Now this is talking about the Gentiles. Remember when Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew, don't worry. And the reason why I've done a whole series on, uh, I've done a sermon on not to worry. We don't worry because we have a heavenly father. And it says that the Gentiles, the Jews were the ones who everything was given to first. The chosen ones. Okay? And Gentiles, we were the Gentiles, the, the ones without God. And in the Bible, it says that, you know what? The Gentiles worry about all these things, what you should eat, what you should wear, what you should drink. But the Jews, but you, you have a heavenly father, you don't need to worry. Okay? Now, see what it says in Ephesians 4. It's talking about new man. It's talking about who you and I have become, okay? This I say, verse 17, Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Now, how are the Gentiles walking? See this. In the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened. And so what does it lead to if your understanding is darkened? That means if you have no understanding, what does it lead to? It leads to being alienated from the life of God. Being alienated or cut off from the life of God. So you're wondering, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I have many people say I'm praying, I'm praying to God, but I'm not seeing anything. I'm saying I'm a son, I'm a son, I'm a son, but nothing is happening. It's not about saying you're a son. It's about understanding that you're a son. And understanding could be chewing on one word that I'm a new creation. And then sometimes I just sit and I just ponder over one thing and I chew on it. Death is under my feet. And then I go over a few verses. And so it's everything is done in a consciousness that you're a son. So it's, sometimes they are just saying you're a son, you're a son. And it's not bearing, it's not, it's not saying. It's understanding. And that's why it's saying the Gentiles see the, they do not see the life of God in their lives. They're cut off from it. They're alienated from the life of God because their understanding is darkened. They don't know. Okay? Now see this. I'm reading two scriptures and I'll, I'll show them parallel with each other. Okay? This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. That means they're so dull. They're sleeping. They're in a coma state. Okay? Having their understanding understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Okay? That means the life of God is not flowing in their lives. Because of the ignorance that is in them. They're ignorant. They don't know. Because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness Okay, I want you to, I'm, I'm, I've highlighted verse 18, right? I'm reading that again. Having their understandings darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Now I want you to read Ephesians 1.17. I'm just going to skip that verse and come to Ephesians 1.17. And I'll see what it says in Ephesians one seventeen. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, That you may know, I'm reading ahead, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That means the eyes of your understanding enlightened. In simple words, it just means every time you're awake, every time you're aware, every time you're conscious of who you are, the life of God in you, that inheritance is flowing out of you. And every time you're sleeping, you can be a son, but sleeping like in a coma and that life is getting alienated, not seeing it bear fruit. And so you're the one who's reading and reading and you're like, I'm, I know every scripture by heart, everything, but I'm not just seeing nothing is shifting in my life. It's And I'm speaking every scripture, nothing is happening is because it's about understanding and understanding means being aware, being conscious. That's why the word says when Jesus talked about, you know, the seed falls on different ground and it says the seed that false. And the person who gets understanding, it says that the devil can't take away the seed. The devil can't steal it anymore. The person who gets understanding. Okay? And that's what it's being. In every area, you're being conscious. And aware. And I remember once God showed me a dream in which I was doing something, but he showed me that th- this area is a dead work. Is a dead work. That means it's become a tradition. So why are you doing it? And it was a very spiritual thing that I was doing. Okay. I was going to one particular place at one time and I was doing certain things, but it wasn't bearing fruit. And I was just doing it just because I wanted to do it. Okay. And then I saw, because it's not, it's not who I am. It doesn't even resonate with who I am. I know, I believe I'm a son, but I'm doing it in, I know that I'm a son, but I'm doing something that doesn't even agree with what I'm doing. It was a spiritual thing that I was doing. Okay. And then God showed me that it's a dead work. That means it doesn't account for anything. As a son, you and I, nothing is dead in our lives. Everything is alive. That's why it's not about scriptures. Take one verse, just chew on it, meditate on it. Anything that you do in consciousness and awareness of your position will always bear fruit. I remember, you know, when I I just come into the kingdom and I didn't even have one born-again friend, okay? I just knew that Jesus is real, Jesus is God. That's the time when I was anorexic and sick. I remember 10 o'clock was my time with God. Like I would get under my blanket, over my head, I would put, I wanted my alone time with Jesus. And I just knew that when I was speaking, because I had read, when I speak, he hears. I read that, ask and you will receive. So I knew that when I'm speaking, he's hearing. And so do you know what I would do that time? Because I would go out in the day, I would do my own activities. I didn't have anyone, even fellowship like that, to tell me that it was real. And so what I would do was I had a list of miracles that I'd seen on television and I would write all those miracles down. And then before I got into my prayer, I would go over all those miracles. And then I would come into a state where I knew that he's real. Like, yeah, this is the one I'm talking to. And I was so aware because I wanted to be conscious about everything that I'm doing. And so I would go over all those. I have that book right now with me. I, would, I had some 25 miracles written down that I'd seen. And I would, before I got into my prayer time, I would go over all these miracles and then I would take my blanket over my head, just sit. And then when I would say, Jesus, and I just wait. And then I knew the very words I've spoken, he's listening. And then it was such a slow prayer and I would just start talking. And I knew that I was so slow about it because everything that I was speaking, I knew he's listening because it was so intimate. And I was doing everything in awareness and consciousness of who I am and now who I'm talking to. Okay? Nothing is dull for a son. Nothing is sleeping. And I'm telling you that it's such a different zone. If you kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. Today when you sit, first see who you are. And then, even as you're closing your eyes, see who's listening to you. And tomorrow, whatever you pray today, see what he does. Because today you did it in consciousness and awareness that you're a son. And who you're speaking to. Everything about a son is a It's not religion. Okay? When you're sleeping, when your body is sleeping, you're not conscious. And God calls people who are walking, who, who, are, who have their minds dull. Don't know. Not in consciousness. He calls them sleeping. The word calls it sleeping. And awake means what happens when you get up in the morning? You're very, you're very, your yours, your senses. Everything is very awakened and aware of everything around you. When you go to your mother or your father in front of you, isn't everything in your body, do all the cells know that you're a son? Do all the cells know the relationship in front of who you're talking to? You're aware. Jesus is not going around. He wasn't going around and saying, I'm the son, I'm the son, I'm the son, I'm the son, I'm the son. He doesn't need to. Everything about him knows who he is. Okay? And that's what awareness means. So the more you're waking up, waking up, understanding, means you're coming into an awareness of who you are. So it's not a head understanding. It's not a scripture. You're, you're waking up as a son. And so now it's not scripture. It's you already, it's a knowing that who I'm talking to, That's why you'll see your very presence shift things because it's not a head knowledge. I'm a son. You know you're a son. You don't have to keep saying I'm a son. I'm a son. You know. And so everything is bowing down to you is because you're aware that you're a son. You're conscious that you're a son. Are you understanding? Are you following? Do one thing with awareness and it will shift things that you did 10 years without awareness and consciousness. because that is traditions and patterns. Okay. I've realized sometimes in prayer, you know, I could be praying many times, but I still remember those times when I just sat and I was so aware and conscious and I was like praying. And suddenly the next day I saw something. It's because I did it not as just like, I've not become familiar with my father, but I actually took the time I'm sitting. It's not a dead work. It's alive. And he's responding to somebody who's alive. Okay. Look at this. Now, let's look at verse, uh, Ephesians 5. Okay? So, did you see I compared two? One, in a Gentile's life, the life of God being alienated because this person has no understanding. And another, in Ephesians, it says, when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, that means when you're aware and away, you're going to see that life manifest from within that life is flowing out into that situation. Okay? Let's read Ephesians 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. What does this mean? Walk as someone who's awake. Walk as someone who's aware. Walk as someone who's conscious. And every time I'm conscious. I was sharing a testimony today with somebody in Beloved. Okay. Something happened a week ago with uh, something. And you know, at that night, I saw a word in the, in the word. I said, I saw if anyone sows to the flesh, they will reap corruption like if you keep lying, it's of the work of the flesh, it will lead to death, okay? If you sow to the light, it will multiply. If you sow to the flesh, it will lead to death. So I I saw that word and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not supposed to do anything. I'm just gonna rest. Now, what happened at that moment? I saw the word, there was a problem that I was facing. I saw the word, this person is doing something. And then even as I saw that, I saw who I am. I became conscious of who I am. And even as I became conscious, Even I I went to sleep that night just knowing that that, that's it. I just rested because it's the word that bears fruit. The word of God is living and active. By morning when I got up, I saw fruit. And there was a shift. And there was a testimony. Okay? Everything. So what happened at that moment? It happened through awareness and consciousness. Okay? Look at verse. uh, Let's read to. Okay. I'm reading Ephesians 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake, that means arise, become aware. You who sleep, arise from the dead. That means get out of your comas. Become conscious of who you are. And Christ will give you light. Okay? Ephesians 170 I just read that. Even the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That means you're just waking up. Waking up is nothing but coming into a consciousness. And every every time, that means it's not a tradition. If I'm taking communion, i rather not do communion. But if I do communion, I'm going to do it as someone who's awake and alive and very conscious of what I'm doing. Because I don't want anything to be a dead work. Because a dead work will not produce any fruit, okay? Now look at Romans 13. Romans 13, 11. And do this knowing the time that now is high time to awake. That means to become conscious. Get out of your comas, awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is near than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. We talked about this in spirit and spirit and flesh. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Means the more conscious you are, that you are a son, there is no provision for the flesh. Whenever someone is doing something silly or in the flesh, they've forgotten who they are. They're not walking in a consciousness of who they are. They're not aware of who they are. Okay? You know, you know what's the, I, I see myself whenever I'm worried about many things, I'm just conscious and more aware of the problem. And so my reaction is a bit different because the problem is so, uh, you know, escalated or amplified. And then the more my consciousness is of the word, haven't any of y'all had those days when you just keep hearing the word, you're hearing the word and you're so high. What happens is just your awareness of the word is greater than the very problem in front of you. And so it's very easy to not be worried. Is because your just awareness and consciousness is just greater, and that comes by hearing. And how it is that the same word produces truth, then is because your awareness of that is greater. So now you are learning to rest more, and so the word is able to work more, is because it's working through a, a son who is awake and aware. There can be two sons, they're alive, but one is in a coma and one is conscious. That's the only difference. Okay? And everything is flowing through your awareness and consciousness. That's why all these exercises that we tell you in microcosm, take it down and fast and things like that is just at every instance I'm trying to make you aware of who you are. And so after some time what happens? You catch it in the microcosm your every cell knows you're a son. So it's not just mentally saying I'm a son, I'm a son. I don't have to say it. Jesus is not going around saying I'm a son, I'm a son. He knows he's a son. Okay? You're not saying it. You know it. And trust me, because you know you're a son, the spiritual realm is also aware of your awareness that you're a son. And it begins in microcosm, in small things. Okay? Look at verse, uh, Acts 28. Acts 28, verse 23. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. Now this is after Jesus had risen again, okay? And now the disciples were going and proclaiming that he's he's the Messiah. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken and some disbelieved. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers saying, see this, go to this people and say, Hearing, hearing, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and not perceive. That means you are seeing something but you can't see. You are hearing but you can't understand it. For the hearts of the people, now why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? See this. The hearts of the people have grown, grown dull. Dull means something that is through patterns and traditions. You're just dead, like sleeping, like in a coma. You're born again, but you're sleeping. After some time, everything became a tradition and a pattern. Okay? The hearts of these uh, the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And the eyes, they have closed. Least they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, least they un- understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them that means the word is alive and active right now but how come it is not bearing fruit he's saying their hearts have grown dull someone who is not conscious and aware through patterns and traditions okay and that's why through patterns and traditions you know you know in a government office how do how do files just pile up pile up is because the first file when it came, They didn't take it only. They didn't go through it. They waited. They procrastinated it. And so now pile after pile after pile. And now there's a heap of problems. And there's just, it's just like, that's just the way it is in your relationship with it. In my relationship with God, God says, he is the God. You know, first time when he's revealed in the word, it just says, I am. I am. That means present. Then in Matthew, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Be in the present. That means be in consciousness of right now. I am. If you learn whatever is in front of you right now, the Holy Spirit is there, the I am, to address only that. Not to give up 10 more files to you. It's because you ignored that, you got all these 10 files. You address each thing right in front of you. You take it down. He's there to remind you that you're a son. You'll land up being still. You'll overcome it. Okay, through the word of your testimony, through the blood of the Lamb. That means knowing that you're a son. Understanding through awareness, it will bow down to you. That's how you get testimonies. That's how David got all of his test- testimonies. Because he just didn't have the lion and the bear and all of them show up in one time. It was first maybe the bear, then the lion, then Goliath. Okay, one at a time. Now you think you have so many problems, you're overwhelmed. Just pick one, choose your problems. And now be conscious about who you are, take a promise, see yourself in the world. That's what I do. I have sometimes many things, I just address one. And even as I address one, this is a spiritual truth you'll see a shift in the others. Because God, it's not about addressing problems and problems and problems and problems. It's about who you are. And things will shift. Are you understanding it? In everything that Jesus took down, it was death that came. Only he is aware that he's resurrection life. And then that dead person is coming back to life. If someone is blind, only he is aware that he is the light of the world. And even as he is aware of who he is and conscious of who he is, the blind guy gets his eyes back. When there is lack and there's no provision, only he is aware that he can multiply things, that he is life and life in abundance. And there can't be any lack. Only he is aware of who he is. And even through his consciousness, his awareness of who he is, things get multiplied outside. Are you following things? Okay. Let's go down to, let's read Colossians 3. Okay. Colossians 3 verse 3. If then you were raised with Christ. Now these three are very important verses. What does it mean? Right? Like when Paul is saying these things. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, you know, before, long time ago, I used to always think this means like think about angels and think about what's going on in heaven and maybe Michael the angel, Gabriel and what's going on. And then I realized the Holy Spirit showed me when it says, if then you are raised with Christ. Now, this is talking about position. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And then it says, set your mind on things above not on things of the earth. And see what's verse 3. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When it tells you to set your mind on things above, means it's telling you, remind yourself who you are. That's what it means to set my mind on things above. It's position. That's why in every situation, remind yourself you're not of the earth. You are a son seated above and the very thing that is coming against you is already under your feet because it's under Christ's feet and even as you sit it is the father bringing all things under the feet of Jesus okay for you died that means you're looking at your natural self and then you're ju- judging these things and reacting things like that for you died my whole life is hidden with Christ in God okay Look at now, so, so, so it tells you, seek those things above. Now, I told you, it's not about thinking about heavenly things. It's about your position about who you are. Meditating, engaging that. So it's telling you to set your mind. That means focus, lock. Remind yourself, aware, become aware. Be conscious of where you're seated, of who you are. Then, look at Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Now, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, see this, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So there is a peace of God that I can access, which surpasses all understanding. That means I'm not going to understand this peace. And this peace is going to guard my heart And it is going to guard my mind through Christ Jesus. That means there is some sort of supernatural peace, the spirit of peace that God is talking about. I'm not going to understand it. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to guard my heart and it's going to guard my mind. So, but what does it tell me to do before this? Be anxious for nothing. That means don't get anxious. You're worried about certain things. How do you get worried worried down? I told you the answer to worry. The only answer to worry written in the Bible is know that you have a father. So how do you stop being anxious? Take two seconds out to remind yourself you're not an orphan, that you have a heavenly father. Cast all your cares because I care for you. That means there's somebody caring for you. So the way out of anxiety is first, take two seconds to know you're not an orphan. You don't have to figure all of this out. You have a father. And now it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now that you know you have a father, now tell him. Tell your father. But now you're doing it in awareness that you're a son. Because now you just reminded yourself you have a father. That's the way I was doing it that time. And now, guess what the fruit is going to be of that when you go to sleep? There is going to be something supernatural that happens you are not going to understand it. It's going to guard your heart and your mind. I remember when my dad had got, uh, you know, when he was um, diagnosed, diagnosed with, a, uh, with an illness. And at the time, um, I had a dream in which he came and told me that I got sick and tired of budding in life. I want to go. And I did not like what I heard. because at that time, I was the only one in the kingdom. And I had come to India and I was, you know, telling everybody about Jesus and things. And I thought like, God's going to do something here. And then when he came and told me, I knew that he didn't want to live anymore. Okay, And then suddenly when that news was given, I felt a hand come and hold my heart. This was a supernatural thing, I'm telling you. And I felt someone blow on my heart, like like a breeze. So even as the message was given to me, I had the supernatural peace when I got up. And imagine, those were the early years, I did not even know, I've not even read this, but a supernatural peace that would guard my heart and my mind. And I just knew that the father had spoken to me. But also I felt his hand just holding me and telling me that, look, it's going to be okay. But he's with me. Your son is with, your father is with me, but this is what he, he doesn't want to live now. Okay. But I had this, I can't tell you, it's a supernatural peace and I want you to experience that. So it tells you the way to pray is first, remind yourself that you have a heavenly father. And then when you know you have a heavenly father, now know the one who's talking to him. You're not a human. You're a son, just like Jesus. And if a son asks for anything, will the father not give? And then this worry, you're casting it into his hands and there is a supernatural peace that will guard your heart and that mind of yours. And now look look the verse down now what it says. After you've done this. Okay? After you've done this. What are you doing now? You're doing it in consciousness. The very scriptures are not just scriptures. Oh, I'm casting my cares and everything. No, no, no. Now you're doing it in awareness. Okay? Now look what it says. Now the peace is going to guard your heart and your mind through Christ raises. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, that means not imaginations, not your silly things, what you think might happen. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, to the layman, it would sound just be positive. But we don't want to be. But that's what it's saying. Don't dwell on this. Think of a defeated mindset. Okay? And then it's saying the things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, now see this, and the God of peace will be with you. Again, it's telling you, this is how you stay in peace. So after you pray, you're casting all your cares. First, you know you have a heavenly father. Now, I know who I'm talking to. Now, I know that supernatural peace is guarding. And now there on, when I go after that problem, I'm just not going to think about all of these negative things that I had before going on. I'm choosing. Okay. And the God of peace is going to be with you. I remember once a a preacher, a very famous preacher, he had shared, he was in the car and he heard about his father, uh, had some liver problem or something like that. He was supposed to go for an operation. Okay. And he was driving and he was crying and he's like, you know, I'm crying. I don't know how to pray. And I'm the pastor of a church and I don't know how to. And he's saying, this verse just sprung up. Philippians 4, 4. And so it says, he says, but then for the first time I did what it said. And so it said, be anxious for nothing. And so he was crying and he's like, okay, I'm not going to worry about this. I don't have a father. And then he started talking to God about this thing. But he, imagine this verse, he must have seen it again and again and again. But the first time he did it with awareness and consciousness. So that means he's awake and alive to it. And then do you know that as he went, he said, I don't even know how to pray, but I am doing whatever you've said. This is what it is. And now I'm going and I'm not even allowing, going to think of all negative things and anything like that. I'm just going. I'm just going. And by the time he reached there, the doctors told him, they opened up his father and closed him back and said that a surgery has been done on your father. And so this this pastor is like, but my father never had a surgery. He's never been to an operation. He's like, you don't know. Someone opened up and closed him back. And he's such a good doctor that even there are no stitch marks also. So they asked the husband's, his father's, uh, his mother, husband's uh, wife, And then uh, she said, no, he's never been to surgery. So they were like, no, even you don't know. You're also lying. He's lied to you. But he's saying this was supernatural. That happened. Now what happened? He saw the word of God being alive and active. You know when the word in Hebrews it says alive and active, it also says now. Another word for it is alive and now. That means present, not future. That's why when Jesus was walking, everything was instantaneous. It was not like, Five years down the line, they got healed. It was now. The word of God is alive and active and now. Okay? And how it is, how is it now? By you being conscious and aware. So you cannot know anything. You do one small thing in consciousness and awareness that you're a son, you see the fruit it bears. In one area, be very alive and alert. It's not about prayer. It's about believing who he says you are. Take that verse. How did I, I I see, I see it. If I see the word, I don't need a testimony out there. Because I believe if I've never seen it, I'll be the first one to have it. We are called to make new colors. If I see it in the word, then I just rest. Because I know the word of God is alive and active. That means it's not dead. It is living. It is living. And it will bear fruit. That means what the word says is what the word is, is what the word does. It's all one. That means it, it's, the word is not separated. It's one. So if I saw that if you lie, it will lead to death. I said, I don't have to worry. This person is lying. It's it's just going to, by default, it's just going to produce death. I didn't even run after it. I didn't compete with it. I didn't want to do anything. I just knew it would produce death. And it did. And even as I saw it, I just saw it's the word, right? And I saw who I am in relation with that. I'm a son. Everything in your life will bear fruit when you're awake. That means, it simply means when you're conscious. In everything you're aware. That's why I rarely forward something. If, it, if it's not alive to me, I don't want to do it. Because everything that I do must be alive and, and conscious. Then it will bear fruit. So the very forward, if it go through to me and now I'm sending it, I know that the one even who's reading it, it's going to bring life because the one who saw it, saw it in awareness. That's why when Jesus says, come, and they drop their nets and they come, it's because the very word he's speaking is alive. And the one that is also receiving it, it's it's coming through somebody who's alive. It's spoken from the one who's alive. Okay, Look at. Uh, let's go down to the next verse, okay? 1 Thessalonians 5, the day of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 5. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. And when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. That means you are not sleeping. That means you are not in a coma. That means you are not unaware. So that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. This means you are sons who are awake, are conscious, very aware of who you are. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do. Means be dull. Because if you're dull, the same word is not bearing fruit in your life. Because you're just not aware. You know, sometimes in loose conversations, also I come to know how much a person is aware or not aware. You'll never hear me say, I am sick. You'll never hear me even say, I've taken a sick leave. You'll never hear me say, it's not even in my jokes. It's not even in my casual conversations. You can ask any of my friends. It's because from my core, I believe who I am and what the word says. And the word in me are what. It's not in my nature. Okay? And in microcosm, it is not in my nature. You're aware. It begins in microcosm. That means everything about me is a conscious state. Jesus doesn't joke around who he is. And then with different people, oh, he's serious. No, no, no. He is who he is. Same yesterday, today and forever. He is the same. He's a son at work. He's a son at home. He's a son if he goes to a wedding. He's a son if he's on a mountain top. Because microcosm knows he's a son. You can't pick and choose where you're a son. In microcosm. And then you'll realize where everything is bowing down to you because in microcosm you are also a son. That's when you enter a room and the demon will flee. Because when no one sees me in a room I'm a son. Are you understanding? See this. Okay. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, are drunk at night. But let us, what is a drunk person? A drunk person is someone who has no consciousness. You can have all the inheritance, but if you are drunk, you don't even know that he is the inheritor of all the inheritance. That means a person is not awake. And then you slap them and get them sober. It means just making that person awake and sober minded. Oh, come to a consciousness of who he is. Okay? Look at this. For those who sleep, sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day, that means awake and alive and in the light, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to rock, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are doing. 1 Colossians 9, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He is the firstborn of many brethren. Now so are we. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. You know, when I read this, sometimes I will just ponder over this for, for a week. That's how I do it. I take this and I just ponder. Okay. So he made for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Okay. So the devil and all the principalities and powers and everything. Okay. All things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things consist. You know all principalities even Satan he was a worship angel. He was created by him but he was created for worship. All of these principalities and powers that have fallen are in rebellion. So they are there, but they were in rebellion. They were created through him, but they went against him. But now Jesus has risen up, it says in Ephesians, and made us sit above every principality and power. So someone who's in second heaven is sitting and fighting them, but someone who's in third heaven, you and me, we are just holding our position because it's already been defeated. So how do things bow down to a sun? Just through awareness. Just don't react so much. What do I mean by every time I say don't react? Think. I'm just making you aware. Be conscious of who you are. And even as you're setting your mind on things above, that means you are not forgetting who you are. You're being aware. You're holding conscious. That very thing is already defeated. It bows down to you because you have not forgotten who you are. You've not forgotten. You've set your mind and that's how it's bowing down to you. Okay? See this. For by him all things were created that are in heaven that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all. all. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the church, the body, the church, who is the beginning, the first one from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Means the first place, preeminence. Just chew on this. Meditate. Meditation means just take one verse and chew and think over it. So now what is happening, you're getting an understanding. You're getting awareness of that verse. And even as you're getting awareness of the verse, it will only show you, give you awareness of who you are. Every problem that comes to you comes to you with a position of saying, I'm greater than you. And you are my slave. It attacks your identity, your conquered identity. And even as you're holding your position as a, as a king who doesn't need to fight, has already won through Christ, that very thing, principality, thing, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, knows that it has been defeated. It will bow down if you don't forget who you are. Okay? Verse 14, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross and you who were once, see this, you were once alienated and enemies in your mind. That means a dull mind by wicked works. Yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh, that is Jesus, through death to present you and me fully and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded, that means get grounded in, who I'm telling you who you are in your identity, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away. You're not moved away. That means you're plonking yourself, knowing you're a son of his blood. This is what it means to meditate into chew and to know you're a son. Okay, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. That means of all the things I've been telling you again and again and again that is Christ in you, and now you're getting grounded and steadfast in it. You are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. I now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, not Christ outside, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And that's what's getting formed. Christ in you, Christ in your mind, Christ in your consciousness, in your awareness that it's Christ in you. Every time you, I have something, I remind myself, I just don't talk to anybody. I'll make sure Either it's just me and the father, or I'm talking to another son who just needs to remind me Priya died. It's all Christ in you. That's my position. And even as you don't forget who you are, trust me, the spiritual realm knows a son who's aware and a son who's sleeping. Awareness just means that you're doing everything in consciousness. You can be praying in time. And then suddenly now we're going to pray in tongues. See yourself seated at the right hand. Know who is praying through you. And now see if your tongue is not a bit different because you're doing it in consciousness and awareness. I'll end with the story of another, uh, you know, I think it's Kenneth Hagen. Okay. When he came into the kingdom, he was dying. I think he had a hole in his heart or something with his heart. And he was given to die. The doctors had given him up. And this guy, now this word has been there. But suddenly one day, this word becomes alive. Was the word dead? The word word says that the word of God is alive and active. But how was it dead to him? Because he was just familiar. And then one day he looks at it and says that by his stripes and heal or whatever that word that God spoke to him, it just became, it quickened. He became conscious and aware. And in that, he gets up, goes at the end of his bed and he's like, I'm not going to die. And he starts walking. He starts walking. This guy is miraculously healed. A guy who couldn't walk. And then he lived for some 80 years, or ninety. I don't know how long, he had a huge ministry. But that was how he came into the kingdom. It suddenly everything became alive to him. Because what happened? The word was always there, but it was, maybe you've just read it for so long and everything becomes a ritual and a pattern. And awareness means that you're very aware of who you're talking to. It's not just just a prayer. Maybe today go and sit and then close your eyes. And then for a minute, first, just know who you are. And then know who you are talking to. Okay? And I promise you, you'll see something different happen for you. Because you did it out of awareness. And even the father loves the son who's aware. You're coming to me because now you know. Everything about you is so conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Right here. Okay? So, we're going to start praying in tongues right now. For those who don't pray in tongues, by faith, open your mouth. I'm going to pray for you and you're going to get a a language that is going to come out of your mouth. By faith, ask the Holy Spirit. Okay? And by faith, all things in the kingdom are by faith. Okay? It's not a feeling or an emotion. It's by faith. So, Uh, I want you right now to close your eyes. The word says that you're seated at the right hand of the father. That is your absolute truth. Right now, I'm going to take Philippians 4-4. I want you to cast all your cares. Be anxious for nothing. Whatever you're anxious for, know the reason why the father doesn't want you to worry Is because your father You're not an orphan He is your provider He is your answer for all things I want you now To ask him Whatever is in your heart right now Whatever your requests are And thank him Because it's a son Asking him He's going to give Every answer The father answers the son that's what the word says. If a son asks, not a disciple, not a sheep, if a son asks, that means you're asking in understanding and awareness of who you are. Cast that care because your father has got you. Now ask. Now thank you. Father, I thank you. Because if the son asks, your word says, ask and you will receive. So I just thank you. I thank you right now. Some of you can even feel the presence of God right now. I thank you, Father. Now I want you to start praying in tongues the Holy Spirit who's bringing it right now to you. Oh, Raha Raha Dara, Dara, Jesus. Holy Jesus. Everyone right now who doesn't speak in tongues, I just Holy Spirit, fill them right now. Baptize them. Just open your mouth, and you're going to have a language come out. Let just words come out of your mouth right now. By faith, just begin to speak. <speaking> Thank You, Father. Jesus. Thank You. Thank You, Father. That thank you. How many felt it was different how you did it right now? How you prayed? Yeah, is because you did it with consciousness, with awareness. And anything that is done in awareness will always bear fruit. And consciousness. Okay? It's not a pattern and a tradition. So I want you, one thing that you do. Okay? I know that my heart is like when you are writing me with all your problems and it feels like piles of files. But the way out is just through you waking up. When you're doing something in consciousness and awareness and then everything will, it's all those files are already under your feet. Okay, that's how we do it as a son. And I, I promise you, you'll see a shift right now, even as you did that. Take any word, don't become familiar. Start doing everything with understanding, with awareness. If you're sitting with somebody, if you're, you mean hello, let it be hello. Okay, you're not multitasking and doing things. Praying in tongues and it's good. I mean, I do that sometimes as well. But I've realized when I'm doing things when I'm awake and very aware, and then I'm praying in tongues. It's just different. I just see it different. Okay, let's give a spiritual tithe right now of all the increase that you receive. Okay, you're just gonna thank God for all the understanding that came into your soul, and He's just gonna multiply it. Okay, just say this after me, Father. I thank you that I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you are my high priest. And right now, I just give you a thanks of all the increase that you got in my soul right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this time. Amen. Um. We have some people who have some testimonies. Rishi, you want to share? You want to come here and share? Uh, so we have some testimonies. I'm going to let people of Beloved. There are some who joined us here today. Uh, who have shared. They're, they're with me here. So they're going to come in and share uh, quickly. Uh, do you also have a testimony? She you also have a testimony? Okay, so mom also has something. Mom, I want you to share that. Uh, so let her finish and then I'll put you on Rishi. Uh, share about how the, the time has got changed for you you'll have to unmute un- mom the, the you wanted uh, the masseuse who came and then the time changed for you the massage lady you'll have to unmute because I can't hear you yeah <clears throat> I, uh can you hear me yes everyone can yeah
1: uh, see this was uh, on Friday uh, i had called this uh, lady you know to do massage who gives body massage uh, and she comes home and uh, i had called her and i said can you come tomorrow being saturday because well, so saturday is the only day i have time free time where i can have massage i you know because the other days, you know, I Joseph Prince. So by 8.30, I have to get ready. So it's just not possible. And on Sunday, I have church. So it's only Saturday that time is available for me. So this massage lady, she's been, uh, since 10 years, she's been coming to my place. So she said, uh, ma'am, I'm very sorry. I can't take you tomorrow because I already have other two uh, clients who have called me. And I have committed to them. And. Uh, they are not going to allow me, you know. So, uh, she's saying, I have to go to them, even they are my old clients. So, mm-hmm. I said, Okay, I said, Please, please. So, and she was saying, No, ma'am, no, ma'am. I said, Okay, really Jesus kuch I just told her, <laughs> so, <laughs> she Yeah, us. so she's saying, "Ha, God, Jesus will do something for me. Uh, so, she said, uh, She started laughing, and then uh, after that, you know, I just Happened to call Priya and Priya said, mom, I'm coming over to your place. So I said, okay, maybe now Priya is coming to, tonight. So tomorrow I will be busy anyway. So then later on, after I spoke with Priya, I uh, shut uh, this thing, switch off my phone. And all of a sudden she calls me, uh, my massage lady. And she says, ma'am, wo madam, she kiya So I said, oh my God, I couldn't believe that the time was shifted and I could have my massage uh, on Saturday. So that was a real testimony, I would say, because how the time was changed for me, you know, because I just said Jesus will do something for me. And he really shifted and he made that other client call this massage lady and tell her, that they won't be able to have massage on Saturday morning, but to come in the evening. So she calls me back and says, I can come tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I had a lovely massage and it was really good. <laughs> so,
0: amen. So, now, you know what I wanted to see? Why I made a share this testimony? <laughs> These things are coming up through just someone being very aware. It's something so small. It's like, you know, she has a, she wants a massage and now she, she really desires it, right? Her son desires, it, you have it. And now she knows that, you know what, she places a demand like, you know, my father will do something. Mm -hmm. And even as she's just, everything is about, is aware, even a simple massage, that's just, it's a son asking for a massage. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. And can you see that provision, everything coming and fitting it for the answer coming because the son had a desire of a massage. That's what I mean. Everything comes through you being aware that you are a son and all things are getting added. To your consciousness and awareness that you're a son in every way, even in the microcosm. That means even in the massage, she knows who is asking for the massage. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rishi wants to share something. So I'm letting these testimonies get recorded today so that people can get benefited from it. Okay.
2: Hello, beloved.
1: Hello.
2: <laughs> yes, so um uh, it's been few months. Uh, the university where I work, uh, uh, and they they have been planning to offer space, okay, uh, in Mumbai, in a posh area in Bangra. So I was very happy about it, and that was also my desire. Will be more close to beloved and everyone, like you know here, and uh, so so the university agreed. Uh, all good, uh, but then. The plans got shifted to Sakinaka in Andheri, uh, which is a very busy place. So I always had my heart in Bandra, but uh, then things were like you know the company gave like, Indian company uh, mentioned that it's more cheaper in Sakinaka than Bandra. We can't afford Bandra, so all those things were there. So I was like, okay, that's fine. But even if it got shifted in Andheri, uh, that place had uh, has a swimming pool and a gym. So I was like, maybe father wants. Me to swim there and maybe like, you know, do some work out there. Uh, And I was was happy about it, like, you know. uh, But then suddenly, like, you know, uh, the wind changed, like, which I was desiring, okay. Uh, My original desire to be working in Bandra, okay. So suddenly, like, you know, the university is thinking of having a space in Bandra. And uh, just last night, I got the confirmation. I I I don't know why on Thursday evening I was having a bit of revelation and feeling like you know tomorrow is going to be very good good Friday I would say all. I was feeling something is going to happen good okay I'm going to get good news uh, I didn't knew it's going to be this thing which I got confirmation okay Last, uh, my manager messaged me uh, on Friday night it was in night so I was not like waiting for it but like how we live in faith every day just rejoicing and. Uh, like you know, uh, spending more time with the word. So it's just. Uh, but but yeah, it was a very good Friday. Since uh, my manager confirmed that we're gonna get a space in Bandra from first March. So I'm gonna see more of beloved sons in Bandra from first March. So that's that's the testimony. So yeah, very thanks to Father. So it there were both options were good, but I think uh, what I wanted, uh, like you know. Originally, like Pahendra yeah. plants are uh, going on in full of light. So, thank you. Because
0: it was a son's desire. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many are encouraged by that, okay? If, if you're drinking coffee, no, it's a son drinking coffee. If you're brushing your teeth, it's a son brushing the teeth. And that's why even when he desired it, it's not his desire, it's the father's desire in him. Okay? That's what I mean by Everything that you're doing as a son, it's aware and alive. And that's when you see the word of God being very effective in your life and everything is alive and oh, he's answering and their testimonies and all is because just that person is just conscious of who they are, their position. Their mind is focused. That means it simply means that they know that they're from above. They're not of the earth. And everything is responding to that consciousness, that awareness is responding to the son. Okay? The Father. They're seeing all their prayers answered and things like that. So I'm going to see you guys on, um, oh, we're going to have communion. We have communion. So we uh, yeah. So get your elements ready. Some juice and some uh, wine. Uh, I mean some juice or uh, water and some bread. And we're going to partake communion. We're recording this also today. So those who want to get their elements ready. Does everyone have? Okay, we just give a few more seconds for others to join in. So communion is uh, you don't have to do it but you do it because Jesus said do this in remembrance of me again just so that you are always awake, aware, you're conscious of who you are okay, he doesn't want he remembers who you are, you forget who you are okay that's why he keeps saying I'm to remind you and after some time you may not it's because you just know okay um,
2: so we're taking our elements
0: right now Father, I just thank you for Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that your body, this bread represents your body, your body was broken for mine to be made whole. I thank you even as I partake of this, I celebrate my union with you that as you are Jesus, so am I in this world that you don't have any sickness in your body and neither can I, neither can anyone watching, whoever is partaking communion Thank you that we are one with you. Thank you that your blood was shed to make me righteous, to forgive all of my sins, past, present, and future, to reunite us back with the Father, that we've come into the kingdom, we're enjoying this relationship, and we receive all our inheritance because of this blood, because we're your children by your blood. I just thank you, divine health is our portion, prosperity is our portion, Father blessed relationships, healthy relationships is a portion. I thank you that abundance is a portion for a son. Amen. Okay, guys. So lovely to see everybody. Mr. D from Africa and his family, and I'm going to see. Uh, Many of you. So I'm going to see you guys on uh, on Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday or Sunday. I'll keep you guys posted on the group. Okay, bye. See you. Okay. see you. Bye, Priya. Bye.
1: bye. <laughs>